I'm sorry this is taking so long. I really didn't mean to scare you. Are you doing all right over there? I'm fine. Look, I can tell you're not. And I'm sorry for that, honestly. I know we got off on the wrong foot, but... Wrong foot? You pointed a gun at me! No, no, I definitely did not do that. I showed you I had a gun, yes, but I never pulled it from my holster. You showed me your gun, and then you told me to get in the car or you would kill me. Again? No. Not really. I never said the last part. I asked you to get in the car, please, and then I showed you the gun. I never threatened to kill you. Not once. I want to be clear about that. So you don't think showing me your gun was an implied threat? The key word here is implied. It was never explicit, and, probably more importantly, I am not threatening your life now. You're not going to kill me? Quite the opposite, in fact. I am trying to save your life. My life was not in danger before you threatened to kill me! Implied that I might. And yes, it was. Your life, I mean. It was in danger, and probably still is. What are you talking about? Sorry, this... This is all a little complicated, and I didn't have time for a better plan. There are some things that it's better you don't know. But I understand that if I don't tell you at least something, you're probably not going to believe anything I say. I'm really not all that inclined to believe you at all. Why not? Oh, the gun. All right, that's fair. Look, I know you don't have any reason to believe me, but please, hear me out. When I've explained the situation, you can tell me to go to blazes, but at least I'll have done what I could. Well? Still trying to figure out where to start. How about why my life is supposed to be in danger? I thought about that, but no, no. You won't understand that until you know who I am. I'm your downstairs neighbor. I live a few floors below you. Do you? You never noticed me? Ah. (laughs) Wait, no, I get it. That was your way of saying you couldn't possibly identify me if I just let you go, right? I told you, you don't have to worry about me. I'm not here to hurt you. And I think I told you that I don't believe anything you say. Right, right, okay. I guess I'll keep talking anyway. Why not? I work for certain people. Ah, now I understand. These people are what most people think of as... Bad people. Like, organized crime bad. You work for the mob? Sure. Let's go with that. It's as good a description as any, and skipping those specifics is probably in everybody's best interest. All right, then. What do you do for them? I was really hoping you wouldn't ask that. Why not? Because I was really hoping not to make you any more nervous. I'm what you might call an enforcer. You kill people? That's a hitman. It's not my job to kill people. Mostly. Mostly? I think you're focusing on the wrong part of that sentence. My job usually involves just intimidating people. I'm like a bouncer. If a bouncer is any good at his job, he just gets to stand there and make you too scared to do anything stupid. I very rarely have to do anything more than imply that something bad might happen if certain people do or don't do certain things. And on those very rare occasions when you do? Again, you're really focusing on the wrong parts of the sentences. Those are the parts of the sentences that are catching my attention. (sighs) Okay, fine. On some rare occasions, 
I'm called on to do not nice things to people. Almost always to bad people. But before you point out that I said almost, yes, it's not exclusively that way. The thing to focus on is that I'm not a killer. I can count the guys I've actually killed on one hand. I can count the guys I've killed on zero hands. Well, obviously you've made better life choices than me. The thing to focus on is You said the thing to focus on was that you weren't a killer, but then you said you've killed people. Yes, okay, so that maybe isn't the thing to focus on at all. Forget I said that. It would be hearsay anyway. No, I don't mean forget it and don't testify to it, although I would much rather that you did that now that you mention it. No, I'm changing what I'm saying. This is the thing to focus on. I'm not going to hurt or kill you. Not at all. Not one iota, not one hair on your head, I promise. Then let me go. I wish I could, really. I wish I'd never asked you to come into this car under implied threat of gunplay. That makes two of us. Except I don't wish that at all. Because if I didn't get you into this car, your life would still be in danger. So you say. Yes, so I say. Look in the glove compartment. Why? So I can explain why your life is in danger. Look in the glove compartment. There's a gun in there. There is? Oh, yeah, that's Donnie's. He's going to want that back. I should probably let him... Oh. Let me out of the car right now. Do you know how to fire that thing? Yes. No, you don't. I know this because the safety is still on. And you really don't want to shoot somebody when they're driving the car you're in. Swerve into another lane of traffic and kill us both. I'll take my chances. No, you won't, because the safety is still on that gun. But you know what? You hold on to it. I'm not going to ask you to put it down or stop pointing it at me. It is my hope that this act of trust on my part will help you to start believing me. I don't believe you will shoot me because ultimately, you're not going to try to kill me when you understand that, as I keep trying to tell you, I'm working to save your life. Still not enough? The safety's next to your thumb on the left-hand side of the gun. Push it down and then you can kill me. You will need to start using a hand to count how many men you've killed, but that's your choice. Or you can hear me out. I'm listening. Good. With the safety off? Duly noted. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Now, I know this will be, uh complete shock to you, but I didn't actually want you to point a gun at me. Deal with it. I am. Thank you. My point is that the gun was not the reason I asked you to look in the glove compartment. Do you see the photograph that is also in there? I'm not taking my eyes off of you for one second. Look, miss, take this from a professional. Trying to take that gun out of your hands while also driving in city traffic is not a winning proposition for me. Even if I were very, very lucky the gun would still probably go off. It might not hit me or you, but it might break a window. It might hit the car beside us and kill that driver. It might even start to ricochet, which basically leaves us in a small enclosed metal box with a deadly projectile bouncing at random angles. So long story short, you are safe to take one hand off the gun, reach back into the glove compartment, and pull out the photograph. You can just glance at it. There you go. What is this? It's a photograph. I can see that. So what? So, it is a photograph of an attractive blonde woman. Now, I know that you're not what we'd call connected 
But in this context, what do you think a large photograph of such a woman would mean? Think worst case scenario. Well, in the movies... You're on the right track. In the movies, that's how they tell a hitman who needs to be... whacked? I'm not sure if the question was if you're right in substance or if you used the right terminology. In this case, you are actually correct on both accounts. It just so happens that I know who ordered the hit, and he made a few copies of this photograph. I happened to come across this one lying around next to some incriminating material, which left me no doubt as to the intentions of said person. A hit has been put out on the woman in question, and her life is in danger. But this is not my picture. This is true. It so happens that I am more than a passing acquaintance with the woman in that photograph, and she is definitely not you. She is, however, an attractive blonde about your height and build. You also happen to be an attractive blonde of about your height and build. Do you see what I'm getting at? You're saying that you think the hitman might mistake me for this woman? Yes. Is the hitman particularly vision impaired? Excuse me? This woman looks nothing like me. That's quite simply not true. This woman could be a model. I'm not nearly as pretty as she is. Actually, if I may say so, you are considerably prettier than that woman actually is. That photograph is airbrushed. Wait. Who airbrushes the photo of a woman that they're going to send to a hitman? I concede that it's as stupid as it sounds. Who is this woman? That's probably not something you want to know. She's someone who saw something and seems likely to tell what she saw to someone she shouldn't. Or, depending on your point of view, someone she should tell. But not someone the gentleman I mentioned earlier would want her to tell. This woman who looks nothing like me. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that. The thing to focus on is that... Yet another thing to focus on? I'm going to go cross-eyed. I'm actually taking the sass mouth as a positive sign that you believe me that I'm not going to hurt you. That, and I'm pointing a gun at you. Ah, uh, a pragmatist. Where was I? The thing to focus on. Yes! The thing to focus on is that everybody involved, including the hitman, knows that I'm a player in this, and that the woman in that photograph is not a stranger to me. It is therefore not a good time to be a woman who, from any angle at all, looks like the woman in this photograph and might possibly do something like get into the same elevator as I would. Okay. I want to make sure I'm following this. You believe, erroneously, that I look like this woman. I prefer to think that you believe, erroneously, that you don't look like this woman. Whatever. So, based on this supposed resemblance, you believe my life is in danger. I do. And you therefore abducted me at implied threat of gunplay. For which I have apologized several times. To do what, exactly? To get you away from danger, which means getting you the heck away from here. So you're driving me to... The bus station. Or the airport, if you'd prefer, but the bus station is closer. There's an envelope in my coat pocket with $3,000 and a phone number. I will reach for it as you are still pointing a gun at me, but the envelope is yours. Take yourself to Orlando or Vegas or your great aunt in Pacoima, whatever. Call your boss and say it's a family emergency. Most importantly, though, get out of the city and get anywhere that the woman in that photograph isn't. For how long? Until the day when you call the phone number in this envelope and you hear me say it's safe for you to come home. Probably a week or two at the most. You couldn't have knocked on my door and told me this. I didn't know if there was time. In retrospect, 
There were better ways to do this, but I didn't have time to think of them. I'm noticing that you've put the safety back on the gun. I don't want it to go off. So you believe me? I believe that you think you're telling the truth. I think? You think, yes. I believe you're wrong about a lot of things, but I believe you when you say you're not going to hurt me. Well, that's good enough for me. Except not at all. What do you think I'm wrong about? Will you believe I'm not being ironic when I say I'm trying to figure out where to start? I think we can say I owe you that. Okay. So you asked me a while ago if I'd really never noticed you in our building. The truth is, I have. To be more specific, I noticed you noticing me. Oh. It never struck me as creepy. I mean, now it does, since I know you break legs for a living. But before, it was kind of flattering. I always imagined you were trying to work up the courage to ask me out. Was I wrong? You were not, though I was more frequently talking myself out of asking you out than trying to work up the courage to do it. I didn't know much about you, and for the record, I could very easily have found out in my line of work. But I was pretty sure that you didn't need a goon like me in your life. Also for the record, you're right. The leg-breaking thing is a definite deal-breaker. I very, very rarely break legs, but yes, I get it. I also find it interesting that you think I look like the woman in this picture. You do. I really don't. Our hair is completely different. Our eyes are not even close to the same color. And I would have sold my soul to have cheekbones like that. I would be tempted to say that this might just be a case of things girls notice versus things guys notice. Considering the hitman is in fact a guy, I think that's an important distinction. You didn't let me finish. I said I would be tempted to think that if I didn't know that you're seeing things a little askew. I'm not following. You think I'm pretty. I'm not trying to sound conceited when I say it, and I'm not sure I'm succeeding. The woman in this picture is stunning, and to know that anybody thinks I'm in the same league with her is giving my self-esteem a good kick in the pants. But that's not the point. I know that the similarities between me and this woman are not anywhere near as great as you seem to think. In fact, I doubt that anyone else in the world would even say we bear a resemblance. I think, and I'm willing to bet that you'll deny it, but I think you might be just a bit more infatuated with me than you think you are. You know, when you bet someone that they're going to deny something, you make it really hard for them to actually deny it and still sound reasonable. I like to win when I argue. And for argument's sake, will you concede that this save-the-girl-at-all-costs routine might just be the closest thing you could come up with to a courtship ritual for a relationship you knew was doomed from the start? Well? Maybe. Maybe? That's the best I can do. I'm hired muscle. I'm not really all that good with getting in touch with my feelings. For argument's sake, will you concede that you might just be a heck of a lot prettier than you give yourself credit for? Considering your life might be on the line, I'm thinking my original theory deserves the benefit of the doubt. I'll think about it. Think fast. The bus station is coming up very soon. You still expect me to get on a bus? I do. Because even though you might just be right, I might just be right too. I can, however, solve the problem for the both of us. Meaning what? Meaning that while you take your impromptu vacation for a few days, I'm going to move. I'll put my stuff into storage until I can find another apartment, and I'll crash at a buddy's house. If I'm not there, no one will confuse you for the girl in the photo, and we both know you'll be safe. So, we'll probably never see each other again. Probably. 
I suppose I should thank you. Even if you're wrong. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And I'm sorry. For a whole lot of things, you know? I do. Is it okay that I don't know your name? On some levels, that's a deep abiding shame. But on most levels, I think that's just about perfect. Here's the envelope. Be careful. I'd say goodbye, but I don't know that we ever actually said hello. You've been listening to What They Said in the Car. He was Andrew Dell. She was Liz Music. This show has been written and directed by Dan Wenzel. Produced by Seat of Our Pants Players. Sound effects by www.freesfx.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later.